Hello and welcome back to the least of our problems. I'm Kate and I'm Lily and this week we're going to be talking about life balance. So when we talk about balance we don't mean the kind of yoga, we mean life, how we fit it all in, what's going on, how do we balance it all, how do we juggle it all. So we're talking about balancing act that we are expected to do as an adult, how we cope or how we don't cope. And we are not just talking work-life balance. We are talking everything. Just so you know, if you can hear anything rattling around in the background, that we have the dog with us again. Why did we want to talk about this? I suggested this one um, because I often see on, on the social medias Everybody doing everything all the time really well. And I feel like I'm barely getting by. And I wanted to have this topic of discussion because I think it's really important to recognise that being an adult is a juggling act of everything. Um, I see people bringing up kids, having a job, having a relationship, having social life. And I'm like, fuck, I can't even get myself up in time for work. So... I wanted to bring it up and be like, I struggle. And I wanted to speak to Lily about it because I know that I felt the pressure growing up, especially as I'm getting older now of get a job, but don't lose your social life, but ensure you're saving money, but also not too much as you want to actually live life and have memories. But when are you planning to have a kid? And are you moving up the career ladder? Are you seeing your friends? Are you having a good sex life? Are you having a good relationship? Are you making time for dates? And it feels like it's just constant so Lily do you think that you have a good life balance well I would say at the minute I'm going through a change so I quit my job as if you follow us on Instagram you'll have heard I quit my quit my job because I hate it and it was making me extremely miserable like crazy miserable like why didn't I quit like three months ago miserable Mm -hmm. and up until that point I would say my work-life balance was atrocious like so bad mm-hmm. um and were you working more or living more working more but it wasn't even like I was at work for a crazy amount of time it was the fact that work was so physically and emotionally demanding which sounds kind of insane considering I was a barista but it was like the physical demands of carrying lots of heavy stuff and putting the chairs up on the tables like if you've ever worked in hospitality you know it's like physically demanding standing up nine hours a day is hard and then there's the emotional component of making sure that every single customer is getting exactly the right sort of customer service they need tailored to their need making sure they're okay um so it's just a lot so then in my free time I was doing nothing like nothing I was my body was too physically tired to work out um I was too tired I didn't want to socialize because I'd been speaking to people all day And I hadn't actually realized how much my work was impacting my life until I quit. And when I quit... So though it wasn't taking up time, it was taking up space. All of the space, pretty much all of the space. Um, And when I quit, I had to take my holiday, otherwise I was going to lose it. So I've had... I'm having quite a lot of time off before I'm still working my month's notice. And I realized, which was quite nice for me, that I wasn't before I wasn't being lazy I was just fucking tired and I would always kick myself and be like why haven't you done your fake tan or you were supposed to wash your hair yesterday why didn't you do it you fucking lazy bitch whereas 
now I'm like, oh my God, I was just actually exhausted, like at the end of my capacity and I physically couldn't do anything else. So that was like amazing to realize. But now the prospect of getting another job is so, I'm like, I just don't want one because that stole my whole life. Yeah. And I I hear that because I think once again, if you followed us on Instagram, um, you'll know that I quit my job in front of Lily while working at the coffee shop. So I used to um, work in mental health and I was doing long days. It was emotionally and physically draining as well. Like it was very much kind of taking stuff home with you and really, really overthinking it and worrying about it. And I'm already an anxious gal. So um, it was awful if I'm completely honest. Um, And I was working at the coffee shop to supplement my income and I said to Lily I was like I'm I'm done I'm broken I'm feeling and she was like quit quit I went out I was like just give me 10 minutes rang my boss and I was like I'm gonna quit and that relief of knowing that that part of your life is going is insane but also you then realize shit I've got all of this other stuff that I've neglected I've neglected my relationship I've neglected my friends I've neglected my physical health so it's really tough. And then you're like, oh, well, I've got to apply for a job. So that's another thing to start balancing, which is also a form of full-time fucking job within itself. So do you think there's anything that you're putting to the side and not prioritizing right now? So again, uh, just about work, I hadn't actually realized how much I was ignoring my physical health until I stopped. And it, it just sounds really, really petty to say, but um, when you were when you're working on the coffee machine you are using the same so you're like you bring your arm up you take out the um, coffee arm you bang it out you put the, co- the coffee arm in the grinder you're doing the same action over and over again 100 times a day and you're doing it quite quickly as well it's really really quickly my shoulders and my arms are in fucking pieces and I only realized that when I stopped working. So you know when your body has time to like slow down and the adrenaline kind of leaves you and you get like a moment to maybe think that, oh my God, I actually have a body and it's not just like this thing that's running me from A to B. Everything is hurting, like my back, my shoulders, my arms, like I said. Um, And I was just completely ignoring that. Not doing any stretches. And again, I was making myself feel really shit being like, oh, you're so lazy. I was tired. I was literally just tired. Yeah. It's really, it's really hard. And it is this act that we, I thought when I was younger, when I was like 16, I was like, oh, I've got schoolwork, social life and a relationship to juggle. I was like, okay, it's not too bad. And then stuff started piling on like uni work and then having money. And then it was like, oh, I've got to have a job, but I've got to go up the career ladder, but I've also got to see my friends. And I kind of thought that by now, at 29, I would be able to juggle all this shit. But it is a constant balancing act. So I feel at the minute that I'm putting my relationship quite to the side. I feel like I'm not investing as much time and as much energy into it. And I think it's because that's easy. In the sense of, I don't need to. And like you were with your, talking about your physical health. You're like, okay, I don't really need to worry about this at the minute because I am standing and I am moving. So I'm I'm not unfit, but you're kind of taking the one that needs the least energy and you're just putting it to the side. And I'm trying to become a famous podcaster. 
Aren't as, we all? As you are. <laughs> um, I'm trying to run a business and I'm trying to get out of debt, which means I'm also having to work at the coffee shop. So at the minute, my relationship is the lowest down my my things. But then I know that I will, in three months time, put my relationship first and I feel like I will completely lose sight of everything else. Maybe it's just a me problem. No, I think everyone goes through phases in life and I think you're lucky if you can put your relationship, you know, at the bottom and it still survives. I think that is quite a nice bond that you must have to be able to be like, do you know what? I can't see you. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I barely see him. Yeah. At the minute. And, but also when you're thinking about the, the life balance, you're talking, you're thinking about the space that it takes up during your, during the rest of the day. Like I know that when I get home from work, because I've got a very physical job of walking, I, I just want to lie on a couch and do nothing. And even though I'm there and I'm present and I'm in the relationship, I'm like, am I really giving anything to it right now? Mm-hmm. Because you can spend a lot of time together, but it's the quality time that means something rather than just sit lying together on the couch. You could do that all day, but unless you're experiencing what the in the biz call quality time in your relationship, then you know you may as well be by yourself. Yeah, and I think it's really hard because on um, social media we see people who have it all and do it all. So those 5am girlies who get up at 5am, fucking respect to you. Like, but you get, you see them, they go to the gym, they manage to record content and then they manage to go to their nine to five. And then they're like, oh, going out for drinks with the girls, back home to my boyfriend and dog. How? How? Someone tell me. Even stuff like doing your laundry. Yes. If going food shopping... I, there's no food at home for me to eat. There's the cupboards are bare simply because I'm like, I, that is just low on my priority list right now, which seems insane. I'll have a packet of microwavable rice. Thank you. Yeah. Which, and all of these things impact one another. So I'm like, I'm eating a packet of microwavable rice and then feeling shit about myself. So then maybe I'm not going to wash my hair because I'm like, Oh God, I can't be bothered. And I'm, I'm feeling shit from the, the rice. And they all link together in one big circle, but we can't possibly uphold every single one. But as soon as you let one slip, it's not just that one that slips. Like I always find that if I'm exercising, I will automatically eat better. It just happens. I think everyone finds that. And if I'm exercising and eating better, then I'm sleeping better. If I'm sleeping better, I'm a better person out socially. But as soon as one of those goes... But then also, if you're doing all of that, you spend all of the time that you have off meal prepping or going to the gym and you're like, well, I've actually not seen my friends. I actually think we spend way too much time at work. Yeah, me too. I think 40 hours a week is too much. I think it's impossible. Like that was designed for when one person was staying at home and doing all the cooking and the cleaning and the chores and everything like that but now both parties are going out to work there's no one staying at home doing all the chores so you're working full-time and then you're coming home and you're doing all the chores as well that is insane yeah that is insane so i did a little bit of research on this and it says even working from home just one day a month 24 percent of people said they felt happier and more productive in their life which is an insane amount because you're having that time 
to sweep the floor, chuck the laundry in, be there to hang it up. If I'm leaving my house at seven, I'm not going to put laundry in at seven because all it will do is finish at eight and just be sat there until I get home at six. And get all musty. So how does balance affect our relationships and how we feel about ourselves? So you've talked a little bit about this. Mm -hmm. At the moment, especially with my partner, I am not contributing my share of the household duties oh me either at all lazy bitch club like in the slightest like last week i think she went food shopping she cooked every single meal no joke and did three loads of washing and cleaned the bathroom what did you do i did nothing what a gem what yeah. a gem 10 out of 10 i'd complain about that i would be having a total party but it makes me feel really guilty yes but then are you giving more to other stuff in life and she's giving more to your relationship at the minute? Yeah. So I'm obviously working and then trying to become a famous podcaster. Yeah. So pretty fucking busy. And she's totally like, well, that's okay. You know, I also worry. think that from my knowledge, you're a lot unhappier in your job than she is. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that is taking its toll generally anyway yeah yeah but it's really tough here's the summary of that so i wanted to kind of focus on the question of do we think that it's more difficult for women to have a life that is balanced than it is for men off the bat i'm gonna say yes <laughs> it's always harder <laughs> being a woman so i think it's a lot harder for mums all the mums out there and i know that i see on social media and stuff like that it's like it's like, what can you be doing as a mum to like maximize your time or do all the things for your kid? And it's like, ugh. Mm -hmm. Like, why why isn't this coming up for men at all? I think it's also easier for men because they have less grooming to attend to. Washing our hair isn't just a quick whatever is available in the shower, rub it through, get out, you know, and then be like a towel dried Calvin Klein model. Our stuff has to be done quicker. If we're thinking biologically, we need to have built our career, got our friendships, got our house, all by the time we're 35, because then we need to have a baby. Whereas men have that breathing space to go, do you know what? This decade, I'm going to focus on my career. Next decade, I'll maybe think about going on Hinge. Decade after, I'll probably try and find a woman younger than the one I've just found on Hinge. Amazing. I have a point. Um, <laughs> I I actually have a point. I'd like I mean, to it's raise. an interesting issue. Yes, one um, for poorer people, again, things are harder because you're a little bit richer. You can afford a cleaner once a week, or a dog walker, a dog walker, or you can um, have someone come in and do your washing and your laundry. You can you can afford to pay that four pounds to Sainsbury's to get your food delivered or you can afford HelloFresh and your meals, you know, in, or in some like crazy cases, you have a chef, like, which seems pretty mad, but you know, some people have chefs and so they don't have to worry about the cooking. You do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have a living chef. I know friends who are lactose intolerant or gluten-free or whatever, and they will actively just eat it because it's easier than going out of their way to find the stuff that is free from that stuff and it's because they're like i've got 40 other one things that are going on but i think in general as a nation 
everyone is just I think in my opinion everyone is burnt out because we're all trying to achieve this unachievable lifestyle and that is half social media it's half the government I read somewhere that but to recover from burnout it takes four to six years and also you might never fully recover and I think it's only when you come out of it you realize how bad it was when you were in it so it's only now I've quit my job that I realized how constricted my life was because I was tying myself to this job role that I actually hated and didn't want to achieve anything in now I'm experiencing so much more went to a dance class the other day because I had time to research it and you don't understand you're missing until you are able to take a step back yeah um, but you know what it's really hard to take that step back because all of those other things as we said at the beginning are relying on it so for you to be able to go to the gym you need the money from your job And I'm so conscious about the next job I get that I don't want to fall into that pattern again. Because once you're in it, you can't see the wood through the trees. You're just constantly like next day, next day, next day. You don't understand that you're in this whirring machine of never ending. Shit. I think the moral of this story is um, you're probably burnt out and miserable. (laughs) Quit your job, 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 quit your job. You know, th- times are hard. And if you're not doing everything on your on your to-do list, give yourself a break, man. You're probably tired, exhausted. If you don't make it to the gym, who cares? Okay, everyone. Now we're going to move on to our overrated and our underrated. So what have you got for us today, Kate? So... My underrated is quite controversial because I've heard a lot of podcasts talking about how good it was. Mine is Fool Me Once, the TV program on Netflix with Michelle Keegan. Fucking wank. Really? Oh, the acting was awful. The plot line was absolutely ridiculous. And it's, I love Michelle Keegan. Like, I'm not going to spoil it, but it's just the most ridiculous ending ever like if we'd avoided one little thing which was easily avoidable this story wouldn't have happened and ridiculous that's a shame because i like michelle keegan she is great just not her best part Mm. oh underrated brown mascara okay i actually saw a woman with maroon mascara the other day and did, was she slaying? I'm oh, sorry, was she go teaming? <laughs> it looked no different. Oh, well, yeah, that's what I like about brown mascara is that it's just slightly less harsh than black mascara. So it just looks... Because when you're pale, like me, black can sometimes look like... Pew, like mascara. Whereas brown is just a tiny bit more subtle. Subtle, yeah. yeah. Okay. I've got an underrated <laughs> white mockers, white chocolate mockers. <laughs> Lily actually introduced me to them. Did you? Or was it someone else? It was me. Was it? Bloody love them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Subtle, like the mascara, yet fun. A little bit different. Not as like sweet enough, mm. but not too sweet. Mm. Oh, I'm here for it. Oh, okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. My overrated is herbal teas, but wait. So not herbal teas like, no, no, no. Okay. Rewind. (laughs) 
herbal teas that come in like packets and when you can like make them yourself. So a mint tea, you can just get mint leaves and put it in some hot water. Yeah. And it's way nicer. Like so, so much nicer. So much nicer. Um you can ginger. Oh my god, I was just about to say you can cut up some ginger and put it in and make a ginger tea. Like making fresh tea is so much nicer than anything you'll get in a packet. So I think these herbal teas they're like sit in a bag for ages overrated. But herbal tea as itself, as an as an idea, it's pretty nice. Yeah, I like that. Cool. So on to our final part of the podcast, which is our confession. And do you have a confession for us today, Kate? Yeah, I feel like I'm confessing a lot. Um, and I feel like this maybe is my my safe space and rather than pay for therapy. And I can't actually remember if I've confessed this or not. Okay, so I will tell you if you oh, have. Okay. So when I am particularly irritated with my partner, I will eat toast on their side of the bed. Sorry about that. Um, I don't think you have confessed that. So when I'm particularly annoyed... I will purposely go, I'm not really a toast eater. It's not something that I normally eat. Well, I've had it a couple of times this week. Um, so you do? <laughs> well, it's just because we had nice bread, so I was using it. Mm. You know, when it's just like jam and jam and toast is just the best thing and like nothing else hits the same. Okay, I'm and then literally you... gluten-free. <laughs> yeah, but you've eaten bread before. <laughs> um, and then basically, when I'm irritated, I'll eat toast on his side of the bed so that... He gets crumbs. Crummies in his bed. I have a question. Surely the crumbs don't only stay on his side of the bed. Surely they migrate to your side of the bed as well. I guess so. No, we've got quite a big bed. Yeah, but no matter how big a bed, a crumb will still find its way across the border. Maybe I just need to start sellotaping them. Then it's pointless. You would need an actual physical barrier I, I would say i mean i great great idea yeah i mean i'm trying to like find ways of showing my frustration without shouting and screaming and toast is my uh way forward you couldn't just sit down and you know i'm really frustrated no i'm not a healthy communicator <laughs> i think we all know that mm. all right i couldn't i could come up with another better confession if no, you no, want no. i mean i completely i murdered you. someone <laughs> I absolve you of your sin. I just think you might be hoisting your own petard there somewhat. Okay, maybe I need to build like a, a wall. Yeah, like a like a little yeah. Like um If I get some towels. <laughs> yes, yes. Towels and like sellotape them down. Yeah, if we just finesse this idea, it can be it fatal, <gasps> I think. Let's get bunk beds, <laughs> eat toast on the bottom bunk and then run up to the top. Yeah, and then more floor space. Yeah. I can practice my dance. <laughs> You're not going to come over to my house. You don't know that. <laughs> and come into my, I was going to call it my marital bedroom <laughs> and perform Shania Twain. I can if you'd like. Actually, instead of a lot I would like that. <laughs> that don't impress me much. Oh, is that it? No. It's <laughs> much more good. <laughs> there was just a little bit of finger waggling <laughs> and a little like hair stroke and a flick. Yeah. And at one point the dance instructor was like, you know, you can just give it some attitude. And I'm like, Oh, have you watched Peep Show when he no. goes? Oh, that sounds very Rainbow Rhythms. 
where they basically go and they listen to some music and they're allowed to do whatever they want to it and then they shout a colour. <laughs> they have to be the colour. Oh, that sounds nice and healing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> People laugh at it. <laughs> Lily. <laughs> Thank you for coming back for another episode of The Least of Our Problems. Kate was thinking so much about that <laughs> sentence. I think it's going to sound really weird. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. And we are so deeply in love with you. We are not. Like, I genuinely think that you're nice people. And thank you for downloading. But I do not love you. Lily's such a fucking suck up. Lily will come to your house and perform a dance for you. Oh, it, that's it. us. <laughs> For money, for, for it, anything, it for a thousand pounds, I'll do it. Throwing pound coins at you instead of dollar bills. That would hurt. You'd bruise easily. I feel like you bruise like a peach. No, I don't bruise like a peach. Do you not? No. I thought that was part of being iron deficient. Oh, well, yeah. In that case. <laughs> Thank you. Goodbye. Thanks. Bye. See you next week. All right. <laughs> How do I do it? Press it once. Is that a thing? Champion Boris? No, I just made it up. Oh, you just set it up. <laughs> I wouldn't win. I'd be. No, you would not. <laughs>